Kevin is <laughs> He's not connected to either his mic or his camera. Maybe he heard the music and hung up. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay, why do you have that picture behind you? That's awful. Um, you know, it's a funny story, actually. Is My, uh, yeah, it's a great picture. And nobody's really asked me about it, except when I accidentally put it on when I'm at work. Um, but there's a newspaper article I have hanging on my wall, um, that has this picture and it's the title is Bean Jumps from ROQ from Rock. And I still haven't read it yet, but my dad gave it to me for Christmas still laminated, but I still haven't read it. <laughs> I'm still waiting to read it, but that's good work. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Uh, I, uh, I don't know why I ever wore a, a shirt with, I don't understand my choices. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Do you? Thanks, Tom. Do you know what year this was taken? Um, 95, six, seven. Oh, interesting. I don't know. <laughs> we, we're we're going to be testing your memory later. So. Yeah, well, that's not going to work well. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that. Uh, Christopher, do you want to start? Sure. Let me uh, play our theme. Manoa said that's a toss-up. World famous K-Rock, 106.7 K-Rock uh, FM. What, what, what just got, huh? <laughs> We've got to get to the bottom of what in the hell is going on with this Blue Man group. These guys, they paint their faces red. It's weird to see people jump from, I'm not positive what the answer is, to, uh, it must be, you know infallible word of god or you know uh in the terrorist you know situations or ufos you go uh it's unidentified so wow it must be alien you go no it's just maybe a, a question that we'll never know the answer to so he doesn't it's are you con- a regular duck fan you watch all the time him That was quite a tribute. I agree. True well gold. done, Christopher. True gold all the way. What a professional I am. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. What's up? Welcome to a special bonus episode of Quitters Never Give Up. Everyone's here today. Jennifer Sunshine, Lindsay in her car, Edwin Buckshot Miller, Listener Drew, and even the great Kevin Stockdale. Say what's uh, up, party people. Hello. Hello. How are we doing, party Hi. people? Hi. <clears throat> I'm Christopher Rosales, and we are gathered here to talk with one of the single greatest forces for good in the Western world today. He's a two-time Radio Hall of Famer, the host of the Kevin and Bean Show, the Kevin in the Morning with Ali and Jensen Show, the Kevin and Sam, the Armenian Comedian Show, the current host of Kevin and Sluggo on KLOS and the Great News Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, he needs no introduction. Our podcast is named after one of his finest moments. His picture is on the cover. Please give a warm welcome to the Kevin Ryder. Woo! Yay! Yay! Hey, Kevin Ryder. Welcome, hey. Kevin. How are you, Kevin? I'm very well. How are you? Oh, we're, we're just fucking excited. We've been freaking out all day. Yes, I'll tell we you have. That. Yes, nonstop uh, going back and forth about everything we wanted to do today. What should we ask him first? I know that's a lot to deal with. Exactly. <laughs> How's life and it was up just... till today? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's super weird to talk to a bunch of people who know our show maybe better than I do. Yeah. Oh. Well, that goes for Stockdale no. for sure. Stockdale, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we brought the ringers in for this one. Oh, yeah. Stockdale, I'm uh, I'm not your hero. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Does he have? Is he on mute? I understand, and that's fine. Uh, okay, good. Recording Sorry. on many discs off the radio, off the boombox as a backup. So, <laughs> sorry about that. You're my hero in other ways. Oh. <laughs> well, and if it wasn't for Kevin Stockdale, we wouldn't be able to do our show. So, Absolutely. Well, that's you. where you guys get all the clips. Yeah. Of course. Where else? Would, nobody else kept any <laughs> records at K-Rock. And to think my wife had to convince me to put these clips online and share it with other people. 
Oh, really? Right? Wow. For myself back in the day. That's how it started? Yeah. I mean, I had been recording and listening and, and saving Sam and Doto and all sorts of crazy things, and, and including calling friends from like 98, 96, 98 till about, well, I'm in till 06 when I finally created the website. But yeah, I would just listen to stuff and I would make CDRs of, you know, 80 minutes at a pop and we would go drive to, you know, Las Vegas or, or Phoenix and she'd have to listen to at least two hours and then she could have a break. Your uh, poor wife. Damn, damn near tore us apart. <laughs> but uh, no, she realized that there were people that would probably appreciate more than her. So she got me to, you know, get the nerve up to share. Listen, it. stop playing it for me. Put it online and play it for anyone else. <laughs> Evan, do you have any of your old air checks or anything? Do you collect anything from your past? I go to Kevin to get my stuff <laughs> like you guys. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Um, I don't know. I don't really have air checks. No, it's kind you of have anything from the old days. Any yeah, I mean, I have shirts and bumper stickers and stuff like pictures, you know, and stuff like that. But it's uh, well, the weird thing about being on that show was that we didn't know we were going to be on for 30 years. So when stuff was happening in 91 or 92, it didn't really mean anything to us because it was just like, we're just trying to hang on at this point. So we didn't know to keep stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. Also, I'm not a big keeper. I'm not a hoarder. <laughs> that's that's a bean sense. job. That's a bean job. Yes, he is also a hoarder. But <laughs> bean doesn't have a lot of old stuff is what he said before on the podcast no i honestly i'm not joking when i say i think we both go to kevin when we need something we ask uh, when did this happen do you have audio of it when did that happen we were trying to figure out the origin of the quitters never give up quote and i think even we couldn't determine that as <laughs> we're still we're still looking I, oh i oh, don't remember that but i do remember bean's response because i said quitters never give up and he said that's all they do <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Well, when I made the original, our original theme, it comes from the clip where they bring in Quitters Never Give Up. And you were talking to Ralph, and you stood by Ralph's door, and you just said, well, Quitters Never Give Up. And they just, you never actually really said it on air. Oh, they you're talked kidding. about it. Yeah. It's something you never said on air. You just, That's they the talked about Ralph. it. Yeah, I have... You want to hear the our normal theme? Do yes, it. Sir. Quitters never give up. Uh. You got these? Right. Have you ever had a dream? Because oh, I didn't give up, Bean. You just gave the answer. Quitters never give up. Quitters never give up. Are the words that came out of his mouth. Scott <laughs> and talk to about that. Embarrassed or humiliated or ashamed, he was proud of himself. Don't tell me the American dream. Well, I'm not so dead. lucky that my mind drifted well, well, as well. Uh, Don't tell me the American dream is dead. <laughs> Good old Ralph. You're muted there, Christopher. This is going to happen a lot. Yeah, okay. sorry. None of that is actually Kevin. All of that's Ralph and Bean. And then there's some Eddie and Lindsay in there, too, that I threw in. Yes. I didn't realize I didn't say it on the air. I just assumed like everything else I did. <laughs> <laughs> they just brought up a moment with Kevin outside of the show. That's how that's how moment with Kevin you are. Wow. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, is sort of weird. it is sort of weird, but I do listen to that kind of like it's someone else. Yeah. Maybe to spare myself embarrassment or something, but I do listen to it. And I go, that is ridiculous. Why would someone say that? And then every once in a while I go, yeah, that was me. But you cashed in on that phrase. You guys, you guys made a lot of money for charity. That Two of us true. are wearing the shirts. That is true. <laughs> Thank you for wearing the shirt. Of course. I told, did you guys hear that? I saw someone in France wearing that shirt. Not, I'm sorry, not France, Barcelona. Yes. Did you tell uh, yeah. that story on the air? Yeah. And you were looking at her boobs or so she thought? Well, <laughs> I didn't I didn't know how to say that's my head in Spanish. So I she just said, yelled I like head. your boobs. Cabeza. Boca, por favor. Yes. So I just yelled head and then I realized, wow, <laughs> that is not the way to meet someone. Uh, I wonder what your inflection was. 
Um, I think it was surprise. Okay. No, I mean, did you ask a head with a question mark? No, I did not. Okay, good. I was very confused because why would somebody be wearing that shirt in Barcelona? And then she was gone. And I was like, oh, that's probably because we shouted. Yeah. <laughs> right up to her, you'd go point to your face, point to the head. She would have been I wish I would have thought of that. Sign language, definitely. That would have gone a lot better. <laughs> so how did you wind up at KLOS? The day I got fired, Sluggo texted me and said, you should come work over here. And I said, I'm not really looking for another radio job. I'm tired and I, I'm just not. Radio was kind of lame to me at that point. And he said, oh, we have a great program director and I trust him. And Sluggo is a guy that I've known as long as being or longer. And he doesn't trust any radio station, you know, brass because they all suck. But he trusted this guy, Keith. And he told me that. So he's like, do you mind if I give you, if I give Keith your phone number? And I said, no, no problem. So we probably texted for a full year. That whole 2000, when was it? 20, 2000, last year, 2020. And then they asked me if I wanted to do it. And I said, only if I could do it with Sluggo. And they said, okay. And then I started working afternoons, which is so great because I can go out at night and I can stay out as long as I want. And then I can also sleep in and still be fine. And, and the FCC was cool with that. I mean, they didn't really have a say. <laughs> well, I mean, we, we love the, the show, but it's kind of weird when we hear Kevin and then we hear things like this. Hey, man, it's two from the crew on 95.5. I don't know why I'm talking like What's that. that I have what no idea. That? I apologize. For it that. didn't work for me. No, it didn't work at all. Or, or things like you hosting KLOS, Southern California's rock station. It is Kevin and Sluggo in the afternoon. And we bring you Chris Carter, who does breakfast with the Beatles Sundays at 9 a.m. Who knows more about the Stones than I know about everything in my life put together. <laughs> I mean, you're talking to the guy from breakfast with the Beatles and yeah. we're, out, we're all shocked. Yeah, listen, that, that was the day that Charlie Watts died from the Rolling Stones. So yeah. I felt like we should get somebody on that knew something about that. And well, and when you first started, me and Jen, we were sending each other graphics from Breakfast with the Beatles and photoshopping your head on it. And we're like, <laughs> when is this going to happen? He's on the station with Breakfast with the Beatles. We thought it was hilarious. I hung up on Paul McCartney, for God's sakes. You sure yes. did. That happened. That did happen. That was in our graphic, right, Jen? I believe it was. And But what I'd love to is the chemistry between you and Sluggo is so great. And the Keith French French fries thing, like you, it's it's wonderful. And it, after the cool thing is, you guys have had this chemistry for so many years with so many different people, and yet you guys are all still connected and you are like family. And that's I think one of the most wonderful things, and that emanates out to the rest of us. Allie McKay called me today, and I was like, "Oh, Allie hasn't called me in a while. I wonder what this is about." And she said, "I need to apologize," and then. She said on tomorrow's podcast, I'm going to formally apologize to you because I have Crocs now. Oh, oh. wow. Yes. So victorious. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> I'm so That's happy. awesome. Allie. And she I'm sent so... me a picture. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> I'm, I'm shocked. Oh, my goodness. She moves to Maine and her whole life changes. Bean, I believe, according to Allie, Bean says he needs another uh, podcast partner. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> After she admits that. But well, no, but she's stepping into the right shoes. I mean, sure. I mean. <laughs> it's funny because Crocs are hideous. I mean, I'm down with that, but they're so comfortable. I don't care. Yeah, my son, my 16-year-old, he has Crocs, and we don't understand why, but all his friends do, too. They are the... They are popular among the kids. Yeah, weird. Weird. Yeah. It's something I've been made fun of for years, and I didn't care because they're so comfortable. And then all of a sudden, people are starting to wear them. And just so the I'm mouthing center. off on Twitter about it. Tissue <laughs> yeah. boxes are also comfortable and also hideous. Just didn't go down that route, huh? I decided not to. That's a great choice, but no. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. That time. Not that crazy yet. I will get there. Um, so speaking of your sleep schedule, have you finally been able to not wake up at 
the ass crack of dawn? Nope. Still? Four to five thirty, I wake up every morning. Weekends every morning. Really? That's so sad. And you still can't go back to bed? Or but then I can go back to sleep. I go back to sleep at six or something like that, and I can sleep for a little while. So what do you do at night now? Do you like to do you like to party still? Um, yes, but there's been limited p- party opportunities because of the whole pandemic thing. Uh, oh, what did you do, Kevin? <laughs> is it an Amber Alert? Or I guess I don't know. I just turned <laughs> it off, so I hope it's not important. Me too. Um, so I was. <laughs> what do ask- I do? I will tell you what I do, and it's yes. shocking. I read. I'm a loser. Correct. (laughs) Reading is for the alley with Crocs, Kev dog with a book. That was my daughter's doing. She's when I said, I want to write a book. She said, well, you need to read then because your vocabulary is not good enough. And I said, okay. Wow. So what books have you read? Yeah. Um, a lot. I don't have a list in my head, but there's, did you, did, um, Richard Blade's book. Did you read that one? Yes, I read that one. That was nice. Still in the middle of that one myself. Richard is a crazy, crazy nice guy. Like I called him when I was thinking about writing the book and he talked to me for an hour. And I said, I so appreciate you taking the time. He's like, if you want to talk tomorrow for an hour, call me. And I thought, no one is this nice for real, but he is. You said that many years ago when he came in, I want to say when the world in my eyes was being released mm-hmm. and you guys were talking about your old radio days and you were like, but Richard, you were just the nicest guy. And that's not how radio was. Well, and- I mean, when we got hired, we replaced Ramondo yeah. and Richard. So people in radio are not so kind. Like he was like, oh no, you guys were really talented and you're really good and good luck. And that just doesn't happen. Yeah. in radio anywhere ever it was a magical place yeah i was talking to um my boss after i got fired and he was saying look it was a bad ending but nothing can take away from the 30 years of what we built and so we just decided all right that's the way we're going to look at it and mm-hmm. i mean honestly if i didn't known that they were going to fire me like that i still would have done it of course right it was a great would take that ride every day of the week, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with so many talented people. Seriously. And now they all have their own podcasts. Yes, they do. <laughs> Including you. Including me. Oh, yeah. What was it like getting teamed up with Mike again? Was the chemistry just there as it had been when you were together? Or did it uh, seem different now he's a little bit more mature? Or maybe he's not. <laughs> have you met him? Uh, lately he's not more mature but um yeah it's it was the same as always i knew it would be good because he's a really good guy and he has the same sense of humor that i do maybe a little more extreme but yeah um, with with psycho mike and with sluggo both i just knew that we had that chemistry and it worked has uh mike ruined any of your phones lately i was gonna ask uh yes he has (laughs) i've had to block his phone number Again? <laughs> yep. He sent me a picture and I said blocked and I blocked his phone number. And then we were trying to get him on KLOS <laughs> and I texted him. My text still goes through, but he's blocked. So he can't respond to me. So I texted <laughs> him again. Hey, hey, what, are you paying attention? And he's like, yeah, I already responded. And I was like, oh, I need to unblock you. Sorry. <laughs> he finds that hilarious. I'm well, sure Edwin says you could forward all of Mike's message to him. So whatever Mike sends you like that, he'll screen them for you. I do not want those on my phone. I aggressively take them off because I always picture the FBI breaking in and taking my phone and going, all right, you're going to jail for this. Wait, who? The FBI? The FBI. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear Lord. Mike is really talented. So that helps. He is. Uh We forget because he's such a nut, but he, like when he does his parody songs, when he did his imitations, yeah, I'm constantly amazed that you guys had such a bench. You had people in the background yep. that were worthy of their own show. It was It's Agreed. quite an amazing thing to look back on. Agreed. Starting with Ralph. I mean, oh, totally. the king of voices and who was hilarious. And Mike did, did Gene Simmons on our show last week on KLOS. Oh, did he? Nice. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We oh, had really? To beep, we had to beep a majority of it. But yes. <laughs> 
and that's <laughs> and that's without having a, a lady on the show for him to uh, seduce. Yes. I told him that. I said, "Hey, um, there's no Lisa May here," so and he said, "Don't need it." <laughs> Thinking about your time on K Rock versus KLOS, how do you feel about the evolution of rock music when you were leaving K Rock and then going on to KLOS? Um, they KLOS made a huge decision when I went there to try and take all of the rock that K Rock was abandoning. So they started playing a lot more. They still, they play new music now all the time. And I always thought of them as a station that was just classic rock and oldies and whatever, but they really have, there's some great new music that's out, rock music, and they're playing it and it's amazing. And K-Rock just sort of left that music alone. So we'll take it. And we can still hear the chili peppers, thank God. Yep, that's, uh, that's <laughs> still a thing. Not, not because of me, that one. <laughs> yeah. I remember listening to you when you first started the show on KLOS and you guys would say this is a new song by so-and-so someone I'd never heard of and I would listen to it I'm like that was a good song that was a good rock song yep. and it was refreshing it's like I haven't heard a new rock song that hadn't been played to death in ages and I was getting that from your show I mean also though it was a rough time for rock music all through 10,000 2010 to 2020 was a tough time for rock music. All you had basically was Foo Fighters. And now a lot of bands are coming out with rock songs and it's a just such a great time now for new music. Is it common knowledge that uh, Sluggo's the music director? I think so. I don't know. I mean, it's fine if people know he's the music well, director. He, yeah. He's announced it before because like yeah. he's he said it. And that's why I know it because he was the one that told me. So He's the perfect guy for that. He used to send me CDs of new music that he loves. Just every week, every Friday, he would send me a CD with new music he loved. And he's just that guy. So when he sits down to schedule music and make sure, you know, bands are separated enough and that kind of stuff, he loves it. And how did the All Request Fest come about? I don't remember. I just remember us saying it's Friday at five. We should do something and... We had a lot of stupid names for that, and all request fest is the one that stuck. But it just was—it was just sort of a natural thing. And since Sluggo is the music director, he can change the music and put in songs that are nonsense for that radio station. And so far, people have, have taken it all right. And yet, we can still hear Led Zeppelin and Van Halen and AC/DC at the same time. That's correct. Yes. Um, what's the weirdest request you got on that? That may or may not have made it to the air hey dad i'm in jail by was not was oh damn <laughs> which we played which is great hey dad i'm in jail i like it here <laughs> it's just nonsensical but we love it and sluggo is sort of the same as i am that if it's ridiculous and maybe awful but gets people's attention we love it so you play Eddie Murphy, but you won't play Hasselhoff or will well, you? Uh, we may, we may pay, but we do have to bring in some of that music because it's not in our system. So Sluggo brings in, you know, we take requests and then he'll make a list and then bring in a CD the next week and have them all ready to go. Gotcha. But you'll well, never play La Bamba. No. Okay. It's, it's too it's just too good an opportunity not to i don't i just yeah it's I a meme allie. at this point it's i it's love great. allie but that was the moment that i was teed up the most to do something else and <laughs> thank god she found it funny <laughs> oh yeah well it was really funny because tim markle who's part of the kevin and bean social page and he hot sauced him and he, it was his birthday last week and he called into the Ralph report and said, hey, it's my birthday and I need to do shout outs, but would you play uh, uh, Fireflies by Owl City? <laughs> and Ralph did it and bitched he about it the whole time. Him. He did it, but he bitched about it the entire time. Okay, good. That's the and right way to do it. So I got on the social club page. I was like, oh my God, Tim Markle, he got it on there. Well done, sir. Uh, whatever. Not that anybody likes the song, but it was just funny because of what happened on K-Rock, right? Yes, exactly. So then this other girl chimes in at some point. She's like, um, she's like, I didn't realize when I did the uh, 
keep it 100 that it would be it would go on for this long and i'm like this has been one of the best long running jokes ever and so how it but it just keeps going and that's what's so cool about uh the fans um because we can we can joke with each other the way you guys got to joke with each other and we got to have fun the way you guys got to have fun and so um it just keeps going and it's great and the the way that that turned out nobody could have predicted it but the way that that turned out was because of that song you guys chose to do the veto and then you got to veto that was brilliant it was just awesome that's all (laughs) (laughs) again i'm really grateful that ali found it funny because for a second i wasn't sure she would (laughs) <laughs> really such a great sense of humor she said that was the best thing ever and i was like yeah. oh thank god we have but reviewed it- both the fireflies moment and the la Bamba moment on our podcast and in both of those ali gets the, like the cartoon hate for either you or the firefly song and bean and it's just so funny to relive some of those moments she's so great because she can give it right back to us Mm-hmm. That's what she's. That's why she's great. She can take it and she can throw it right back in our faces, and that's what yeah. makes her great. Yeah, I have a question that's not about Kevin and Bean. I have okay. a question for Kevin, and because you have such a great sense of humor, where did that come from? Was it your dad? Was it your mom? Was it your brothers? It was my was dad. It... Okay, it was my dad because he was he's he was a he's passed now, unfortunately, but he's was just a goofball to, he's just, he was such a weirdo. Like he would put water on his cereal because it tastes good. And we would say, you know, there's milk available. And he, and so all three of us, I have two brothers, all three of us would mock him endlessly. And he would just laugh along with us and keep putting water on his cereal. Like it didn't bother him. So I feel like that's where I got it from is that lighthearted. If I do something stupid and people make fun of me, all good. So are your brothers then the same way? My brothers both have dark hair and are in computers. So I'm not <laughs> positive what happened with me. Were you adopted perhaps? Did you ever that's, see? Your that's what I'm, I've been asking my mom that. She will not answer. <laughs> Just the blonde shape um, of the family. They both have that sense of humor, but they're both uh, much quieter than I am. So my brother, my younger brother, Bruce, will just stand in the corner for three hours and then he'll just say one thing under his breath and it's hilarious. <laughs> that must be an interesting Thanksgiving dinner table. Yeah, my poor mom. What kind of sense of humor does your mom have? She has a good sense of humor, but she also was sort of, you know, we'd go for, I'll give you a perfect example of my mom. We would go take piano lessons before school, all three of us. So we would have to sit, two of us would sit in a car with her while one person was inside taking piano lessons. And we tortured her. She was, I don't, I don't know how she didn't just tell us to shut up. But, and then another one of us would go in and then the other two would torture her. So she's maybe the most understanding person ever. She's not, she's not someone to say it, but she's someone to laugh at it. I was going to say, what did your parents think about you pursuing uh, teaching or substitute teaching and the uh, U-turn into radio? Well, it wasn't a U-turn. It was, I'm going to substitute teach until I get a good radio job. Okay. And they um, knew that going into your teaching, they knew you were only yes. treading and water. And my dad was a high school teacher. Okay. Oh. But they did know that. Yeah, I told them that. And they, I don't remember them ever discouraging me at all and they should have so maybe they fell down on the job so that's the best kind of encouragement not giving you discouraging just it's so it's such a bad industry to go into just because there aren't that many good jobs and those of us that had them hung on to them as long as we could so while we were there there was no morning show at k-rock to hire anybody right so there's very few really great jobs at great radio stations um, are your kids interested in pursuing radio careers or anything like that? Or are they completely turned off by that? They are not. One is in athletic training and <laughs> one is writing for TV. Nice. And I have a, and I have a third daughter that I don't talk about much who um, just because she was in high school when I was starting. And when we had the twins, I was like, I will not be employed when they grow up so we can talk about the twins. And then I still was. Uh, she does uh, 
education for people with special needs. Nice. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. So they turned out in spite they... of having me as a dad. <laughs> <laughs> My daughter reminded me, she's living in New York, and she reminded me that I told her, and I totally forgot about this, that when they were in high school, if they got arrested, as long as I found it funny, I would bail them out. <laughs> what a great dad. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't feel like that's a great dad. <laughs> I wish it was my dad. Oh, wow. yeah, well. What did they get arrested for? They didn't. <laughs> no firework related charges. No. <laughs> or at least it wasn't funny. They didn't tell them. Disturbing yeah, the peace. <laughs> no, they both have my sense of humor. So they found that funny. They knew I was mostly telling the truth, but some kidding. But they were good kids, so I sort of was hedging my bets a little bit. I'm thinking of all the, the characters on the show. You, Ralph, Lightning, and then you guys all had kids. And it yeah. blew my mind. I'm like, these nut jobs have kids? <laughs> you were fun parents, though. I'd kill to have a parent like that. <laughs> I'll, here's, but here's the thing about being a parent. To me, the thing about being a parent is this is more important to me than my career. So my kids, while we had a great time, would always ask me why everybody else gets the fun beat. Mm. And oh. I would say, just because that's work and we're goofy at work and I'm your dad in real life, sorry. But I mean, it was, I think I was a fun dad. Wow, responsible Kevin, who knew? Kevin, do you get recognized in public much? Yeah. Good yeah, or bad? It's, it's all good. It's, it's, Super bizarre how crazy nice everyone is. It really is. Like we have, and I'm not just saying this to pander, but anytime someone meets me on the street, they are kind and I don't want to bother you. And I'm like, no, no, no problem. And they take a picture and they, I don't know. It's just a really, I think I was super lucky to have an audience like that, that listened to us. And I didn't realize it for probably half the time I was there. And then I started realizing, oh, this is deep and these people are good. And wow, I'm so lucky. So it's really a good thing. Well, I think that's because you guys all seem, are all so kind because since we've done our podcast, we've lucked out on getting quite a few people from the show and everybody's just been amazing, you know? Um, and I feel that your kindness just trickles down to all the fans and all the fans that I've met are just awesome too. So I think it's just starts, it starts from you guys and goes on to everybody else. Well, that's very nice, but I don't take compliments well. So <laughs> how dare you basically, Christopher? <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> um, so when you're thinking about social media, Right. Um, when you were on K-Rock versus yeah. now, do you feel you're interacting with fewer garbage humans and do you feel it's a more positive experience? Um, yes, but I will say a lot of the, a lot of the garbage humor humans were mad at us for valid reasons. Mm -hmm. There were a lot of people who were angry about the way Lisa was treated, the way Ralph was treated and I'm not positive we didn't deserve that. So that was difficult. But we haven't done anything horrible yet at KLOS. So, so far, so good. <laughs> Can I ask you, I mean, what, what could you have done? I mean, radio is a cruel business and you weren't, you didn't own the station. No. Is there anything you think you could have done different? Well, I mean, no, we weren't. The problem was we weren't in charge. That was the issue. But so Lisa, for example, worked for the traffic company and not us. And we sat down with Lisa and we said, we're going to make a change. Here's a six month plan. You can announce it if you want or will announce it, but you'll have six months to find another job just to make the, a soft landing like it's. And we sat down and we agreed to that with the management the day before and then the very next day, the traffic, her boss at the traffic company came in and fired her. And so we were like, we just spent hours coming up with a plan to try and make it at least not cruel, but the powers that be just 
they don't care. And they didn't care about Ralph either. And that really sucked. That I hated that about the job. But most of the time that stuff fell to me because Bean wasn't there. But those conversations really suck because you're talking to a human being. And it's, it's a horrible part of that job. That's the only horrible part of that job. But here we are in 2021. And yeah. even Stryker has his own podcast now. So yep. everyone landed eventually and recovered and that's life and we're all better for it. So it's okay. No, I think so too. It's just when, when we talk about certain people, I still feel guilt. They, they told Ralph they were renewing his deal and at the last second pulled it. And oh, really? they were just going to let him go as of November 30th or whenever, whenever his yep. deal ran out. Oh, I and I was livid, but I... I, I got him, I don't know, two months of pay, which is not nearly enough. He'd worked there for 18 years. Yeah. So that was just awful. And the worst part is we were not allowed to say anything legally. So that's when people started attacking and piling on and attacking and we really couldn't respond. So we just sort of understood that, understood why people were angry because people they love are treated poorly and there's nothing we can do about it. And that sucked. And then the same thing happened to you during yep. the pandemic by phone call. Like it just, by a phone, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. That was, that was uh, shocking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was very shocking. For I everyone. About, I'm writing about that in my book. Um, I thought I was above that and I thought wrong, very, but the night before I got fired, the program director said, you need to go in because the times are so uncertain and they need a voice that's familiar. Like he gave me that whole speech that everybody needs somebody who they can relate to that is familiar. And then after I did that show, they fired me. So it must have been a classic. Maybe that was the answer. Maybe so that, would have, right? that would have been Monday, the Monday show. When was it just you and beer mug kind of kind of no, guy? Uh, we had Monday off and then Tuesday was me and beer mug. And then Wednesday I said goodbye yeah. because Tuesday I got fired. That was the, that was St. Patrick's day. Yes. Uh, so lightening the mood a little bit and speaking right. of St. Patrick's day, <laughs> um, we, we reviewed the St. Patrick's Day broadcast that, of course, oh, if you recall, ended the live broadcast trend with Miss Cleo quite a while ago. So can you tell us anything that you might have remembered about that fateful t- morning? About St. Patrick's Day? The, the St. Patrick's Day broadcast that um, made your boss say we're never doing a live broadcast again. Yeah, that was rough. <laughs> what do I remember about it? I remember that Omar was going crazy and it was worse after the show the show was bad enough because it was just noise but then after the show like omar would go behind the bar and pour drinks and we and the security would come to me and say what should we do and i said well whatever you normally do so they threw him out and then he got back in and it was just it was just mayhem it was craziness and our boss didn't like good remote broadcast. He just didn't like remote broadcast at all. So that was the worst. And he just sort of snapped and said, no more. Did you guys have diminishing support from sponsors over the years? So it was harder to make those things happen? Um, I don't think so. Okay. No, it was more of our, our boss wouldn't even let us start planning that stuff. Do you? And I mean, that honestly, weather be? Yes. Honestly, if I were him I and I heard that show, I would have made the same decision because it was awful. <laughs> I disagree. It was like, we still laugh about it all the time. And I think- Only because you knew it was like the end of it for us. Well, and it was just so hilariously bad. Even listening to it live, like we all, the reggaeton horn, Ralph buying a that horse, Omar. Omar yeah. um, Miss Cleo talked about how she was basically by herself trying to wrangle everybody and all these guests and all these, I think there was like live singing at some point. Um, so I, we love it. 
it was a disaster. I bet if if you had taken away or if Omar did not have that horn, maybe there would still have been another live broadcast left. That's very possible. That was it's very possible that that's what he hated the most because Omar kept playing it. <laughs> but you know, I love Omar, so I, I, you know it's it's tough to say that stuff in the moment. Have you caught oh, any of Omar on uh, on the morning show? I have. Uh, let's see, one time. One time. I love Omar, so I, you know, I I'm I was fine with. It. I didn't really listen enough to have an opinion because I could sleep. Yeah. <laughs> sort of. But I could go back to sleep at six or six thirty, so I didn't put it on. Also, it was a little uh, raw for me, so I didn't really want to. I was trying my best to not be an angry person. So that meant that I couldn't do anything that sort of reminded me of negativity. I think in the early early months after it all happened that I got the sense that most people just abandoned K-Rock entirely. And if they didn't abandon K-Rock entirely, they just abandoned the morning show. I feel like there were probably very few people that just still listened in the morning after that. I don't know, but that's... um, that's another crazy level of really amazing fans to think that they would give up on a station because they fired me is ridiculous, but so great. It happened. <laughs> I mean, it, it happened. I mean, well, I'm wearing a shirt, but it's from the early times. I know it happened. <laughs> and it, but it was hard for me to sort of get my head around. And the first, I don't know, three to six months, I couldn't go on social media just because this is going to sound weird, but just because the fans were so upset on my behalf, that would make me mad. So I'm literally not reading social media that has my back because I'm trying desperately to not be an angry person. Yep. So that's, that was a weird time for me. It was really a weird phenomenon. I just felt I mean, you can say thank you, but those words are pretty meaningless, really. In a situation like that, it just feels like there needs to be better words than thank you. But So we just brought up Miss Cleo. Yes. There was also Shaolin Robot. There was yes. Moose. Oh, yes. there was somebody else just recently. I can't remember. What were, what were you looking for when you were hiring interns? Because you were the one in charge of that from what in- I recall. Insane people. <laughs> we really... Like people who were bad enough that they were entertaining. But how did you find that out about in an interview? Or was it one interview? Did you multi- like, how did you figure that out? We would bring in, <laughs> there were a couple of, there were a couple of questionable moves. We would bring them in. And I do remember one time specifically that Omar's job that he came up with was to sit in the corner and w- the person would come into the room, which is a very, um, what you, anxious time for them and they would shake hands or whatever and then they would go to Omar and he would go I don't shake hands and then we would just watch him and just see like what's their reaction and there were a, a couple of things like that where we could just get a sense all right this person is there's something wrong here and not like I don't think that of Miss Cleo at all but there were there was an intern I think it was Sheldon Robot but I'm not positive who wouldn't let me in the gate. You guys know that story? Yes. Sounds familiar. Yes. Because she wasn't sure if it was you or not. This is, I'm in 2008 right now. That's exactly what's happening. Yes. And I called in and said, I'm waiting outside. Mm -hmm. And I was the only one there. There weren't two cars. So (laughs) she just decided that (laughs) it didn't look like the car I would drive. So she just literally stood against the wall and looked at the wall and didn't move. It was mm-hmm. insanity. What do you expect from a dumpster diver? Right? <laughs> I have like four clips worth of Shaolin Robot just because she was so crazy. Uh, she was she was magic, man. That was a great hire. Yeah. Depends whether they're on MySpace. Oh, what? really? <laughs> I don't know how to MySpace? log on anymore. What's that? Did you say uh, MySpace? MySpace? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's the first MySpace reference in like 30 years. Nice yep. job. Well done, Kevin. <laughs> uh, do you want to play clips Eddie or can I bring up a few other intern names these are all just um, from my website all different people I have 
clips of. So, okay. you know, if, you, if any of them strike you, you want to comment, feel free, but beer mug. Uh, Blinky, Charlie Marley, Creepy Wonder, Danielle, Kara, Miss Cleo, Intern Moose, um, Muslim Intern Debbie, Shaolin Robot. And then there was also uh, Intern Laura, Intern Hammerhead, Intern Gator, Intern Blinky, Circus Vargas. I guess I'm getting- Hold up, Circus Vargas's parents were both in the circus. Yeah. That's all we needed for that hire. Sure. All of her parents in that there were carnies. Are you kidding? <laughs> so that, that was the only question you asked. You, your yeah. parents are carnies, you're hired. Yep. That's legit. <laughs> uh, but then something happened. I don't know what happened at the management level, but I think the laws changed and you weren't allowed to have interns anymore without paying them or something like that happened. Yeah. Can you tell me about the intern, pro- intern program? I've always been fascinated by that. So they had to be in college, right? Yeah. And what, did they get some kind of credit? How did that? Yeah, they got credit for doing an internship at our show. So, so Dave would have, King of Mexico would have to sign their paper saying that they came three days a week or whatever it was. And then I don't know what kind of credit they got. Do you know, Kevin? No, but it was probably next to nothing, but. Probably one no. credit, maybe. Probably. <laughs> were, were, yeah. Were any of them fired for cause? Or uh, yeah, we fired one of them on the air. I don't remember who that was. But was that Creepy Wonder? Could be. That could be because he didn't show up. Like He was driving someplace and you called him and he was supposed to be there, if I recall. Yes, that's right. Yes. And we called him to fire him, which was, you know, kind of brutal. But what are you going to do? I swear you also did that to Muggs, too, and then rehired him. But at some point. I don't point... think he ever fired Muggs. I think that was just a joke. Just a bit. Oh, okay. I think so. It was fun that we did it on the air and I didn't have to do it by myself. Yes. So that was good. Yeah, he said he wore sunglasses uh, in bed, in movie theaters, everywhere. And we were, we were like, you're hired. And then we turned on him fast because he was a dick. <laughs> so do you listen to any of the uh, million spinoff podcasts uh, that came <laughs> from the Kevin and Dean creative universe? I listened to some of them. Like I'm subscribed to Ralph's and to Bean and Alley. And, but I also sort of feel like, how do I say this in a nice way? Cause I mean it nicely. Um, I've spent a lot of time with all of them and I loved it, but I don't have time to keep up, but I do try. So that's fair. None of us do. Well, uh, except for Christopher, but I'm like 10,000 episodes behind on all the podcasts and I'm on a podcast reviewing them all. Yes. That's a difficult thing to keep up with. (laughs) It is. I got the the long commute. (laughs) That helps. I think to stay on the road all day. Yeah. I got the long commute and the podcasts where I have to talk about all the other podcasts. You mentioned Lick Lisa. So I was looking at the Lick Lisa page and apparently there was uh, one session of lick lisa with charles the security guard do you there remember was that was yes do you charles remember the security guard was the greatest but did he lick her uh yes but very respectfully like she would put her arm up and he would lick her arm <laughs> r.i.p charles yeah like the gentleman that he was he was the greatest yeah I got to meet him. I got to go to the studio one day, being invited me to watch you guys. Nicest guy. I could not believe it. He's like, yeah. hey, come on over. And he's like, look at this picture of me with little Richard. Do you want a picture yeah. with me? I'm like, heck yeah. Oh, what a sweetheart of a guy. That was him. The one I time probably... I got to go to the studio, he was not there that day. I was so bummed. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, he. I used to, on my way out, I used to stop and start talking to him. And we would talk for an hour, hour and a half. And I was exhausted and wanted to get home, but he was so fascinating and just interesting. He lived such an interesting life. I love that guy. I was going to ask if you have any favorite Charles memories now that he's passed. Just the first time we had him on, he said, keep it funky. And we thought that was hilarious. And then he said, and juicy. And we were not expecting that. That was not a thing before that moment. And it was so great. We all started laughing and we started commercials and just, it was just like, oh my God, he just said juicy. (laughs) 
But if I, yeah, favorite memories is just me out there talking to him for hours. How did you find out that he was uh, the drummer for Little Richard, that he had such a big space in rock and roll? He told us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he wrote a book about it, and I bought it from him because I wanted to read it. I also wanted to support him, but he's like, hey, do you want a book? And I said, yeah, sure. How much is it? It was like 25 bucks or something like that. So I bought it from him and he had stories for days, stories for days about touring in those days and how difficult it was for a black man to play rock music in a white club in the South. And it was really an amazing life. This is Lindsay and I'm in a car. The quitters would just like to thank Twitter user Bob Bach, who commented the following. You gotta have an outro. The abrupt ending leaves me with 15 minutes of trying to figure out if the file didn't completely download. Just a buy. Or sting or something. Now I'm not sure if this is referring to like Desert Rose by Sting or like a sting operation. But either way, Bob, we've heard this comment before. We accept your scorn and please enjoy this baby outro. Thanks for listening to part one of our Kev Dog interview. Part two will be around, mm, you know, I don't want to commit to anything. Anyways, follow the quit. <laughs> Anyways, follow the quitters at quitters never on Twitter. Quitters never give up on Instagram. You can leave us a message in, on Anchor or, you know, email us, tweet us, send us Facebook messages. We love you guys. We hope you had a Merry Christmas and we hope you continue to stay safe in these uncertain times. We love you. Bye-bye. I can dress in funny outfits too, Ginger. Yeah, if you want to eat a taco then go to Taco Bell and if you want to eat some nachos then go to Taco Bell and if you want to eat a burrito then go to Taco Bell and if you want another burrito <laughs> then go to Taco Bell the lyrics need a little work on that the end <laughs>